everyone to our NCAA Social Series. I'm Andy Katz. On this edition of our program, we're going to be talking about the Dr. Charles Whitcomb Leadership Institute at the NCAA with two accomplished individuals at membership schools. First, as you see there, Lily Rodriguez. She is the Director of Enrichment Services at Columbia. Got that job in 2019. And the Athletic Director at Kent State University, named to that post in May of 2021, Randall Richmond. Uh, thrilled to have both of you with us here uh, for our social series. First, the Wickham Leadership Institute. It is a two-year program to assist ethnic minorities in strategic uh, mapping and planning for their careers in athletics administration. Uh, and we're going to get into that. It's been around since 2002. I want to dive into your careers, where they are now and where they're going. Uh, first, let's deal with the overall experience uh, of the Institute and what it meant to you. Uh, and let's start with you, Lily. Yeah, I think for me, it's it's still really hard to put into words how powerful of an experience it was. Um, I can't stop bragging about it and I've been home already for almost a month. It's, it's obviously a professional development program, but I just learned so much about myself from a personal level. Um, uh, it was an action-packed, I think five or six days in Dallas, uh, super long days filled with programming, very little sleep. I think by the end, we're almost walking zombies, but it was a really, really awesome experience to learn and grow um, and you know walk away from Dallas with, I think we were 17 in our cohort, 17 new members of my family. Um, our group chat and on um, GroupMe has been popping since. I've got a bunch of, of my uh, colleagues on social media channels. So we've really tried to stay in touch, just you know checking in, saying hi, supporting each other being accountability partners. So, you know, I think beyond from the professional development piece, I've learned so much about myself and, you know, I really came away with a family. And for that, I'm super appreciative and grateful to the NCAA, uh, the entire leadership development team. I don't think they get enough credit for what they do. Dee Dee, Lamar, Sable, um, all the interns, Lynn Kaplan. I'm, you know, I just get emotional thinking about it and I'm super indebted to them for all their work and putting together this amazing program. Yeah, the, the Institute's produced 400 graduates of this two-year uh, program, and 60% of them have uh, gone on to hold senior leadership positions in college athletics. Before I get to you, Randall, I, I got to pick up on what you just mentioned, Lily. Why does it get you so emotional? I mean, this is a program. People you go to a program. People go to programs all the time uh, for professional development. Why did this one strike such a chord with you? I mean, from from the jump, like from the onset of day one, you you open up and you become vulnerable, like the questions and the prompts. Um, it just creates a space, a safe space where you talk about things that you probably wouldn't necessarily share with colleagues or in a professional setting. And, you know, just kind of getting those questions out of the way and sharing those pieces about yourself really creates that environment where you feel like a family and you feel like you can talk about whatever it is that's either been heavy on you or that maybe you couldn't share with somebody who, you know, shares an office with you. And it's, it's even more important because these people work in the same industry as us, you know, um, for as, as much work as the industry has been doing and becoming more diverse, it's still not very much so, you know, there's not a lot of people that look like me or have similar backgrounds. So being able to come to a professional development program that is um, literally dedicated to ethnic and racial minorities and being able to have that space to kind of talk, talk about things, get things off your chest, work, work on yourself as a person is super important. And I, my voice is probably quivering a little bit, but I get really emotional talking about it. And it was an awesome experience. Randall, how did it impact you? Ooh, 
uh, Lily has me pumped up. And I'll tell you what, uh, her experience has me in a time machine being back there from the 2014, 2015 time that I was there. And I, I went into that program with the eyes wide open of ignorance. Andy, I thought it was all about me. I can't wait to get this program. I'm a good leader. And, you know, people will see how that operation works. I, everything was about me. And after you go through those first days and you're engaged, like she's saying, and you learn so many things about people and it becomes a family, you realize it's about everyone else. And because I was able to get that realization that at that point in my career, that it was about everyone else, that's exactly how I lead today. And it's the reason I'm standing or sitting on the Zoom uh, in front of you as a director of athletics here at Kent State University. In terms of the group chat popping, ours is, is going strong. Every time that we get opportunity to go to the alumni event it is one of the places that I'm going to go to where I'm realizing I'm going to get refreshed for the upcoming year. I'm going to get a leadership book that I'm going to dive into, and that's going to help me serve our staff, student athletes, and our greater campus here at Kent State. So when we talk about transformational leadership, I became transformed throughout the program. Uh, TJ Selton and Tim Wise, me meeting them that early in my career. TJ was very assertive in reaching out to me as a mentor. You, they had to share our cell phone numbers with two people uh, during the graduation. And this happens all the time. You share numbers and cards with people and no one ever follows up. TJ was very assertive in following up and that got me into a rhythm of learning and growing. And then when she started, Lily started mentioning names of Dee, mentioned Lynn Kaplan, going through the training with Lynn Kaplan and doing our disc assessment. I've never peered that intentionally into exactly who I am as a human being. Andy, I would take my profile on me with uh, in my backpack on every plane so I could revisit it to see what my approaches were, how I needed to show up for others. So that's what the program did the most for me. And when you have these vulnerable moments in your career, now I have a family who I can reach out to, say, hey, I'm dealing with this and I don't have the perspective. Assist me, help me through it. And then they do that. Thus. So we share all the different pictures of them to give everyone else FOMO. So when we do have an opportunity to get together, they're more eager to get together because it really is like a family reunion. I, I want to get into the weeds a little of the actual program with both of you in a second, but I just want to pick up uh, on something that you both have sort of hinted at. Uh, and if you could both comment on this is that, um, let's be real, there are very few instances, I'm going to assume, and I think correctly, um, where you are not, uh, you know, where you are, excuse me, potentially the only person of color, um, the only minority in a administrative space. In this institute, that's not the case. Um, what's it like to be that sole representative at that table? And I'll start with you, Randall. You know what? It's been a something that you had to deal with your entire career if you want to you know, rise in any different industry. You know, so for me, Andy, this thing about code switching, it happens you know, in these different places and spaces because you're trying to share a language and trying to communicate with people to accomplish a goal. So this is just something that you learn to do. But boy, the weight that's off of you when you don't have to do that. And you can just come into gated space. To Lily's point, that's why I think we were able to connect so quickly and immediately with other people because they've shared the same experience being the only minority or person of color in the spaces and places that they've been. And these are highly successful people. There's a rigorous uh, evaluation process and application process that you go through. So now you're seeing eye to eye with other people who've dealt with some of the same experiences of rising this ladder and trying to reach a goal 
that you have. I'll give a quick story. Devon Robb, uh, he's at Towson right now. He and I meet for the first time. So it's kind of like twins with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny Glover. Devon's like six, seven, you know, Danny and DeVito. as we, <laughs> Danny DeVito, yeah. And as we meet, you know, all of a sudden we meet one dap up and we're doing the, the kid and play dance. You know what I mean? Like I just met this guy. You know what I mean? But the energy and the brotherhood was there immediately. And, and, and that's what that connection does. You don't have to come into that room as a representative. You are truly who you are and you're your most vulnerable and true self. And that helps for connection and similarities. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I do want to say that I think I've been pretty fortunate in the spaces that I've worked in. And, and I've been really intentional about, I work at Columbia University, right? So I work in probably one of the most diverse cities in the entire country where I grew up, where I went to, I went to college at Brooklyn at St. Francis College. My athletic director was the first um, Latina to ever hold that post at a division one institution. Um, after that, I worked at the MAC, so the Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference, and our commissioner, Rich Unsler, was very intentional about diversifying his staff. And even now, um, within my role in our student support services team, we are, are very diverse, and that's a credit to my manager, Jessica DiPaolo. But that's not to say that there aren't certain spaces that I go to, and I'm, I am the only person of color. So being able to go to LI and not have to worry about code switching um, or you know putting on that professional buttoned-up front is is very comforting and, and there's just people in that room that understand the situations that you've been through um i think for me particularly um i've also gotten involved with la casa um which is the latinx association i don't want to mess up the words so i have them written down here give me a sec the latinx association for collegiate athletic administrators and and we also try to support student athletes and that's a credit to ben rodriguez of georgia southern when i got promoted at columbia i think um my name and, and my promotion was mentioned in the d1 ticker and just some background, I never knew Ben, but he randomly sent me an email. He found my email address on the Columbia staff directory. And he was like, hey, I know you don't know me, but uh, there's not a lot of Rodriguez's in this industry. And I just want you to know that I'm here for you if you need any sort of mentorship, if you just need somebody to go to. And that goes such a long way, you know, like, again, it's 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 becoming a more diverse industry, but that there is a gap in terms of Latinx um, and Latino, Latina representation. So it is amazing to be able to go into spaces and not be the only person of color. But like I said, there's still a lot of work to be done. Let's uh, peel back a couple of things. First of all, you said code switching. For those that don't know what that means, what is that? For me, code switching, you go into space. Okay, this is how I talk at home. This is how I talk with people who knew me growing up. But now I'm in this space and they have a different language that they say is professional. You have a different dress that they say is professional. You have a different way that you need to show up and engage that the greater society says is professional. Well, these are the rules that are being made by people who maybe didn't grow up with our type of experiences. It's not that we aren't prepared, not that we aren't excellent or professional. We just have a different environment, a different social status that we grew up in. So it's like, well, uh, are you in the space of being able to use the slang of your neighborhood, your background in this space? Or are they going to interpret that as you're not intelligent or you are unable to articulate, you know, I mean, within this environment, therefore you're not able to rise in this environment. So you have to learn the language of these different social structures, you know, so then now it's okay, I have to speak, I have to dress and have to engage in this way in this space, you know, because that's how they are defining professionalism. However, I know that I'm professional, even though I bring these other types of dialects along with me. So you get into this engagement where it's like, okay, I have to put on this Randale today for this group just until they get to know me. And it's a burden, it's a pressure that you take into these spaces, but it's part of what we have to engage in if we I have the opportunity to arise, at least now it is. But as we transfer these spaces about what it means to be professional, how we can show up and still engage and be excellent in what we do, over time, I believe that will have a, a leveling 
and, and a kind of uh, a connection at some point. So Lily, 50% um, of participants have uh, that have completed the program have ended up you know, receiving promotions. Um, what is it, just help those of us that aren't there understand what is it within the program? Give me a couple of specifics as to why that helps ultimately promoting individuals that go through it. Yeah, I think, I think it's just all um, like the leadership and personality assessments that you're going through really getting to- oh, What is that? What would, tell me what that is. What is a personality assessment? Okay, so um, like Randell said, we do the DISC assessment. So you answer a series of questions about how you would handle certain situations, what your thought processes are, um, and then it spits out, I don't know how how big that that report is, probably like 20 pages of like, these are your strengths, these are your weaknesses. Are you it's doing that in advance or on site? Yeah, so you complete the assessment prior to, and then throughout the week, you're going through that 20 page report, reading, um, Lynn Kaplan, the consultant, is telling you what these different things are, how how you interact. So it's essentially four letters that you're assigned, and you can also be a combination of these letters. Um, but everyone's not the same, right? So my personality and my leadership traits aren't the same as yours, Andy. But we need to figure out how we can collaborate and work together. And I won't be able to do that until I understand how I operate and how we can operate best together. Um, so it's it's really eye opening. You know, I I said this at the end of our five or six days of like, you know, I thought I had pretty good self-awareness, but I really didn't, you know, there's so much work that I, I could do to be a better person and, and to operate within my team better, to be a better leader. You know, um, I'm curious, Lily, though, I, I, you know, what on your answer, if you can share, indicated that you need better self-awareness? Yeah. So I, I'm a D. I don't know what you are. Right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I have to take the, I have to take it. So I don't know. Did you see how cringy he got? Like, it's not it's not good at least I did not interpret it as being good and I was down bad okay. and you know the beauty of this program and my cohort is that everyone saw how hard I took that so basically these are very direct intense results driven um and prior to going into the week I was like well we're all athletes we're all going to be this way and the reality was I think I was the only one there was only two of us sitting at that table so I had to have a really hard reckoning with myself that you know not everybody responds to winning or being results driven. Like maybe I need to have a little bit more empathy. Maybe I'm not being as sympathetic and empathic as I thought I was. Um, but again, like, like my, my teammates, I call them my cohort. They, they saw about, they saw how hard of a time I was having with that. And they were like, Will, you need to embrace it. Like we all need D's. You're amazing at this, this, and this, like, don't, don't take it so personally. So that's, that's why I say, like, I think the professional development part of it was great, but just like that community and that family that I was able to develop that saw that I was having a really hard time. They barely even knew me, right? It was only two days. They still came and had my back and supported me in a time that was difficult. All right, Randall, you're at the top of the food chain. So you have ascended to the top. How have you changed your self-awareness uh, that it's not all about you, even though the buck stops with you now at Kent State? How have you adjusted that? We're here to serve others. And we get the opportunity to serve one of the best foundational groups in, in, in this entire world. Yes, I'm biased. I work in intercollegiate athletics. But outside of ROTC, I can't think of a better group to work with of the leaders of them all. And now that I have that understanding about team, as Lee's talking about, in terms of disc assessments, introverts, extroverts, people who are energy givers, uh, people who are uh, uh, task-oriented, people who are data and detail, people who are energy and go. 
understanding how this team dynamic can be created to create a leadership group that could then show up for young people to help them realize their passions and their opportunities and their paths and then impart that skill set and that knowledge upon them. Andy, I cannot think of a better opportunity to be in as a leader. And we're on an institution of higher education, the exact purpose of creating this amalgamation of uh, backgrounds and ideas and theories to lead to application. And we get to do that with the most disciplined, uh, the most leadership driven, the most team oriented group in terms of athletics, because we come from all different backgrounds. We have one objective that we're trying to accomplish. And these objectives, as we learn them, they reveal our character and who we are and give us tools to get through adversity. And that's going to help be us the leaders of the moral. And we get opportunity to lead that group. If I was still in the mindset of the leadership is about me, I would be in the wrong mindset of how to show up for our young people, for our new leaders of the moral. So that transformational leadership, leaders who create other leaders, who create other leaders, who create other leaders, that's only because of the Dr. Charles Wickham Leadership Institute that I have that perspective. So now I can bring that energy each and every day, that planning each and every day to create these other leaders with that idea about servitude. And that's why that community service is so important for us here at Kent State and transformational leadership is so important for us here at Kent State. It's all because of that bedrock that I received from the Dr. Charles Wickham Leadership Institute. So Randall, I, I'm just curious, and Lily, you can jump in on the back end of this. You know, I, I, I think this is true in athletics a lot when you have a star who moves on and they say, oh, this person will be the next leading scorer, have you? And I think in life, teams, administration, you name it, not everyone's a number one. And that's okay. You, but you have to realize when, you know what, I'm better served as a two or a three that will, in my role, rather than being the one, being everything on top of my shoulders, how much, I'm curious, because this is a leadership to develop you to ascend, mm -hmm. can you bring that assessment of yourself of saying, you know what, I might be better off at this position, and there's nothing wrong with that, than trying to climb up to here. That's right. We're all on the journey of self-actualization, and what this program does, it helps you strip down to really take a a uh, magnifying glass to look at yourself. And then it gives you words to help articulate and reconcile with who you are innately. So as you're being revealed through that, through the assessments, say, okay, this is me. All right, so if this is me, then how do I need to show up for what purpose? And can I still be fulfilled now that I know this is what drives me through that purpose? And it might not have to be from the athletic director chair. It might not be from the senior leadership chair. It might be, I wanna be on the ground with students every day. And so long as I can take care of me, my family, whatever my needs are on the hierarchy of needs, then this is where I want to be because I now know my purpose. I now know what fills my cup. So it's not a role or a position because other people deem that an elevated role or position. It's something because it actually feeds me because I'm serving someone else. And if it's not just serving someone else, it's like, this makes me happy throughout the day when I'm able to accomplish this goal. Or this makes me very happy that I'm able to help us see that risk. I don't need to deliver the news, but I can give the news to someone else to go and deliver the news. So once you learn your baseline, you say, okay, now it's not a position. Now it's a role that I play and it's an engagement that I'm in. And that's what I'm seeking. And that doesn't always come with the title that people think of the titles of prestige. Last word on this, Lily. Um, that's hard for athletes because athletes are taught to be the best and to achieve the most. And, you know, so how do you check that and realize in this next stage of your life where you fit the most? 
So I, I will speak on behalf of myself. I know in my cohort, there's gonna be university presidents and athletic directors. So this is very much a Lily response, but I was a collegiate student athlete and I had Irma Garcia, like I said, a Latina athletic director in, in the division one space. And I was like, I'm gonna be that. I'm gonna be an AD, I'm gonna be the boss. I'm gonna make the rules. I'm gonna sit in that chair. Um, and the older, the older, I am pretty old, but yeah, the older I got, the more I progressed throughout my career. Um, my career path, I realized that's not what I want. I want to be the boots on the ground. I want to have face-to-face -face interactions with student athletes. I want, that, that's the way that I get fulfilled, right? Like meeting student athletes, developing a personal connection, helping them use their involvement in sport to leverage whatever, whatever it is that they want after they graduate from their four years at Columbia. And it took me a little bit of time to get there. Um, after, after I graduated, I did a graduate assistantship. I worked in athletic communications. Um, I did that for like three or so years. I realized that's not what I want. Then I went to the conference office, um, I worked in championships, so event management, um, sport administration, obviously, and in my five years at the MAC, I got to work with the Student Athlete Advisory Committee, and that's when I realized, you know, this is what fills me, this is what drives me, this is what I want to do, um, and then following my five years at the MAC, I had the opportunity to work at Columbia, where I'm on our, our Student Athlete Support Services group. Um, we like to say we're the best in, in NCAA Division One, and we live by that, so I'm still getting, you know, that, that need to, to be the best, but it's just within a team setting. Yeah, look, there's no question. I think, you know, I'll just say this, Randall, for the last word that you know, a lot of people say they want to be an athletic director, but they don't want to fundraise. They don't want to go to every golf tournament and all those kinds of things. And they realize, you know what, that's not me. I'd like to be with student athletes or run championships or you name it. And so you got to really look back and say, okay, the whole job, what do I want to deal with? So uh, this has been amazing. I love this discussion. We could go on for quite some time. Uh, graduates of the Dr. Charles Wickham Leadership Institute. Um, so much more great things I know for the two of you and many others. I want to tell everyone, go to ncaa.org. You can find information about next year's process to get involved and to get there for what clearly has been a very fruitful leadership institute for everyone that has participated. Thank you to you both. As always, you can go to ncaa.org slash social series where all our social series are archived. Thanks for watching, everyone.